Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Incline Dodgers podcast is presented by TickPick. If you're an avid concert goer like myself, then look no further. Download the TickPick app today and get the best ticket prices to all the concerts out there. And you want to know something else? There are no service fees at checkout. So you see the price you're about to pay? That's it. They don't sneak in any fees in there unlike some of the other ticket websites out there. And if you're trying to go to some NBA, NHL, or cash in your Super Bowl tickets, then look no further. Download the TickPick app, get the best ticket prices out there. Trust me, you're going to be happy. I'm making a personal guarantee. Let's ride. For the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium, take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Incline Dodgers podcast. We are presented by TickPick and FanSided. We're really excited about today's episode because we are joined by one of the best in the business. I'm actually going to hand this over to Jake Reiner to give the proper introduction on this one. Well, yeah, you you guys know all know who Bob Nightingale is, but in case you don't, he's a national baseball writer for USA Today, and he's been covering baseball since 1986. He's worked for the Kansas City Star, the Los Angeles Times, Sporting News, and has been with USA Today since 1998. And Bob, you have had quite the offseason, breaking a lot of news, holding uh, other journalists accountable for their reporting. Uh, You've kind of been all over the map. So uh, welcome to the Incline. Uh, What uh, what's been going on? What what is the uh, what's the latest that you're hearing uh, in the rumor mill in terms of free agents and, and potential trades? 
Well, you're kind of just waiting now for the big free agents, you know, whether it's a, uh, you know, a Blake Snell or Cody Bellinger, uh, J.D. Martinez, you know, Matt Chapman, you know, it's about, you know, Jorge Soler, about six guys still out there. You're kind of wondering where they're going. Uh, you know, the big trade chip still, you know, with the White Sox and Dylan Cease. Uh, you know, at one time they thought they were going to get a deal with the Dodgers. Baltimore really never came through. They thought maybe Atlanta. Now they're talking Seattle. But I, I think, you know, unless something really happens quick here, I think they're going to open the season with them and, and see what happens. You know, who knows? Maybe someone has an injury in spring training. They'll reach out and grab a zone season. Yeah, it's uh, it's only a matter of time. We kind of felt that as though once Otani and Yamamoto signed, we were going to see this sort of avalanche of free agents being signed left and right. And we kind of haven't really seen that. It's been more of a slower uh, process, sort of a slow drip. What do you attribute that to? Well, the top six guys, Scott Boris still represents five of them. And he's always been very slow, methodical in getting what he wants. And a lot of times, I go back to 2018 winter, uh, I think five guys signed after, uh, you know, after uh, February. Uh, some guys, you know, Dells Keichel signed in June, uh, but, you know, a lot of late signings. So really more attributes that. It is a weaker free agent class. Throw away Otani and Yamamoto. You know, it's just not the star-studded class that we're used to. So, yeah, I, I never believed that Yamamoto or Otani was holding it up just because there's so few teams that were actually in that price range. Yeah. Uh, before I uh, pass it over to Kevin, I just uh, one additional question. Since we are a Dodgers podcast, um, the Dodgers made the James Paxton signing official yesterday. So their rotation looks to be set. Their 40-man roster looks to be filled. What are your thoughts on the Dodgers roster as it stands? And do you envision them making any more moves before opening day? I wouldn't think so, uh, unless it's some reliever that falls in a lap before opening day. Otherwise, I don't see a big move. Uh, everybody's always looking for relief help. I thought the Dodgers would have really put themselves over the top if they signed Josh Hader, but you know they weren't going to put that kind of money in. You know, I know they've been uh, you know looking around and you maybe get Kenley Jansen back, that sort of thing. I, I still think you know Ryan Brazier. I still think they'd like to get one more bullpen piece. Because uh, it's a little shaky down there, you're just not sure, you know, who's going to, uh, you know, close games out. So that might be their only little flaw at the moment. Mm. Kev, um, on that note, Bob, are the Dodgers linked to any other players that we haven't heard based off the current free agent class, or were they looking to make any additional moves? Are they happy with Manuel Margot? Do they want to try a reunion with Kike Hernandez? That's kind of what we've been hearing um, on Kike's side of things. Um, are there any other names that the Dodgers might be considering looking at? No, I mean, Kiki's name has, has been out there. Uh, I don't think he's getting what he, what he thought he was going to get. So he may fall right in the Dodgers' laps. Uh, the Angels have been very interested in him as well. I, I think he ends up with one of the uh, you know, Southern California teams. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see about a Kenley Jansen, about bringing him back. They'd probably have to eat some of that money, the Red Sox would. So, you know, maybe a piece like Kiki Hernandez, uh, but definitely I would think uh, at least one reliever, at least one veteran reliever, because uh, I'm not sure how happy they'd be going into the season without that, you know, that back in the bullpen being shaky. Makes sense to me. What about around the rest of the NL West? 
the Giants, we've heard, maybe are looking at Matt Chapman. The Arizona Diamondbacks obviously just signed Jock Peterson. We had heard reports that maybe J.D. Martinez was a designated hitter they were looking at. And then you have the Padres, who are just in an interesting state right now where they can't really add big salaries. They traded Juan Soto to the Yankees. Uh, so just want to get kind of your thoughts if there's any other moves we should kind of keep our eye out on in the NL West. Yeah, San Francisco's, uh, you know, interesting. I, I would think Chapman falls in a lap. Uh, I don't see him necessarily going to the Cubs. And I don't see any other team really in on him. Uh, so he'd be a perfect fit there. They've been probably getting him at their price. Uh, Blake Snell have dabbled in. They say they don't want to, you know, go up that high uh, a payroll. I think he's very, you know, very possible going to end up with the Angels. Uh, you know, Dimebacks are pretty much done now. They thought J.D. Martinez's asking price was too high. Uh, same with Justin Turner. So they went on the uh, on the Peterson front. Uh, Padres have some money to spend, but they got so many holes. They've even been shopping, you know, Kim out there trying to get something done. But, you know, hey, they, they went for it for two years in a row, uh, backfired. And uh, now I think they're trying to kind of regroup, stay competitive, but almost try to sneak in the playoffs like the Dimax did a year ago. There's a strange uh, corner of the Dodgers fandom who have been clamoring for a reunion with Cody Bellinger. And us here at the Incline Dodgers podcast, we don't believe that is going to happen given just the state of the Dodgers roster and how they've built it. What are you hearing on the Cody Bellinger front? All I hear is the Cubs. Uh, you know, the Blue Jays had some interest for a while. You know, Giants a little bit. But it's been Cubs. I mean, he played so well for them. Uh, other teams are saying, you know what? Well, we kind of believe what the Dodgers do, that we're not sure if it's for real. He had a great season. We also had, you know, two, three bad ones there at the end of L.A. Uh, Dodgers had no interest in Bellinger. So, yeah, that, that's never going to happen. Uh, we'll see the real Cody Bellinger is. I think that's why he's still sitting out there, because, you know, he believes he's over, worked to over $200 million, and nobody else does. So the Cubs are sitting back and saying, you know what? We're not going to bid against ourselves. We'll just sit here and see what happens. Yankees had some interest for a while. This is months ago, but they were never going to pay them over $100 million. It seems like both central divisions in the NL and the AL is kind of wide open-ish. So it would make sense for, for the Cubs to kind of go all in on someone like Bellinger. Uh, Kev, do you have any other uh, rumor questions out there? No, not in terms of rumors. I know that we were going to talk about the the Shohei Otani news and stuff. So why don't I let you? Ask yeah, that? I mean, I, I just found it so fascinating, Bob. Uh, just just looking at the the landscape of where baseball journalism is at, where sports journalism is at. Kind of a crazy off season uh, when it came to the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. There were a few, there were a couple of reputable reporters that reported him on the plane to Toronto signing with the Blue Jays. And then you're you're sitting here throwing out a tweet that no Otani actually did not get on any plane. He's actually in Southern California at his home. Um, what do you make of kind of the state of of journalism in sports and in baseball is right now? What what are your thoughts on that whole thing? Well, just people are being way too aggressive and taking chances without getting things confirmed. You know, back before uh, social media, I mean, back before the Internet, uh, you know, it was in the newspaper. And you better be right because that thing's sitting out there for a day. 
uh, when you're right, you felt great that you had the story by yourself and you'll be catch up for 24 hours. But if you're wrong, you know, it is, it is miserable. So people are very careful. Now people are just kind of firing things out, out there. You know, the, uh, the Otani thing, I remember even before the winter meetings, talking to this camp, saying, hey, you think any chance he's going to sign to winter meetings? They said no. But some reports said, oh, he's going to sign to winter meetings. So I kind of ignored it. And that morning, you know, with, uh, talking about Otani going to Toronto, talked to his camp. Is he on a plane? No, he's you know, at home in Orange County in his pajamas. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, I let it fly. And then it wasn't until the new report says he signed with the Blue Jays, said, okay, you know, no, he didn't he did not sign with the Blue Jays, let, let it alone. And then later in the afternoon, I didn't realize that people were still, even a Dodger rider, saying, uh, are you following this plane stuff? And I said, what are you talking about? I didn't realize that people were still believing that he was on a plane. And then it's like, okay, let me shut that down. Like, no, he's not on a plane. He was never on a plane. So just, you know, I love the way they handled it. Uh, his agent, Nez Bololo and CAA, is like, hey, we're going to keep our mouth shut. We're not going to say, you know, all these teams are interested, where he's dining, where he's meeting. Some things, you know, leaked out. Like, okay, you know, reporters saw him in San Francisco. Someone knew he was in the uh, Florida at the Blue Jays spring training camp. But just kept things to themselves. And I love the way they announced it. You know, let Otani announce it himself. You know, what you did is Instagram. Uh, yeah. I was talking to Stan Kasten the other day, that, you know, the CEO of the Dodgers. He said, we only knew 50 seconds ahead of time. He said, you know, he called up uh, Andrew Freeman, let him know. Freeman calls Kasten up. And he said, 50 seconds later, you know, Otani announced it himself. It was pretty cool to see it that way. Yeah, that was really cool. And it's not it's not what you see most often. And they did a really good job of kind of keeping things under wraps. When I just have a follow up question to that, because as a, as a reporter, as a national baseball writer, when you hear reports like Otani's going to Toronto or Otani's on the plane or or anything like that, when there's a big name out there and it looks as if you may have gotten scooped in that regard. Uh, what kind of goes through your mind? Is it is it sort of like a a panic mode of, to try and confirm that as fast as you can, or do you kind of just sit back and let kind of things fall where they may, and then you know kind of slowly and methodically get the answer that you need? I'll usually reach out pretty quick to see if it's true. And uh, I remember a year ago with the Aaron Judge, you know, supposed to be going to the Giants. Uh, same thing. Reached out to his agency immediately. They said, no, no truth at all. But, you know, I'm not, instead of, you know, embarrassing reporters, I'm not going to shoot it down. You know, I just know it's not true to myself. So it's not like I want to report, hey, this guy's wrong. Just, you know, let them fix it themselves or let people expose that it was wrong rather than embarrassing someone else. But a lot of times, yeah, you know, in these cases, you know, say a, uh, say Bellinger signs with the Cubs, uh, you know, you reach out to, uh, because people are Scott Boris's people, hey, is this true? And they'll usually confirm it or, or deny it, you know, within about a minute. So that's why you see all these confirmations that happen so fast now on, on all these signings. Just had a quick follow-up to that I just thought of. So um, the way the way it kind of is in, in, in the NBA, for example, you've got like Woj and Shams, and they're kind of, you know, battling it out between the two of them. And there's like such a competition of who can get it first and, you know, how fast can it get all that stuff, right? 
Is, is there that same kind of rivalry that you have with like a Jeff Passan or a Ken Rosenthal or a John Heyman? Is there that kind of competition out there with sort of the, the, the bigger uh, named baseball writers? Yeah, and there's, you know, competition for, for sure. But a lot of times you kind of know who's going to get the story depending who the agent is. Mm -hmm. uh, certain agents have great relationships with reporters. And you said, oh, you know what? I guarantee you right now I got to get, you know, the six guys left. I can tell you who's going to break those stories, that sort of thing, unless something, you know, falls to the cracks. Because usually it's always 99% of these things are the agents that are leaking it. And I'm sure it's the same way in the NBA and, and NFL. So, you know, people with a bigger platform certainly have an advantage. And certainly uh, the platforms, you know, that are, uh, uh, you know, associated with the league, you know, that's a, uh, a, right, a rights holder. That's what I'm thinking about. The rights holders have an advantage because, you know, they want them to have those stories first as well. Kind of to piggyback on Jake's question, I noticed that there's sometimes almost a simultaneous news break where you all have the same report. Uh, do these uh, sources kind of do like a group text sometimes, or is it just that coincidental? No, a lot of times it is a group checks. Okay. Uh, or, no or way, text. really? <laughs> yeah, it really is. I still remember the, uh, you know, I'm talking to someone. If I hear my phone buzzing or something, I usually, you know, I don't answer. You know, rude. I'll wait till, you know, at least the uh, conversation's over, close to being over. But I remember that happened to Albert Pohols. It was a group text. I think there are three of us. You know, that Pohols signed with the Angels. But I wasn't picking up my uh, phone when I did. Oh, Pohols just signed. You know, that sort of thing. So a lot of times, if it's not a group text, it's immediate. Like, okay, the agent will go, you know, boom, boom, boom. That sort of thing. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Got it. Good to know. Um, My last question for you, Bob, if you're able to answer this. I was kind of curious in the last over this last 10 year stretch, if there were any moves, whether it's a trade or a signing that the Dodgers were close to and it just kind of fell apart last minute. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, top of my head as far as, uh, you know, usually if they want a guy, they'll get him. But there's sometimes mm-hmm. where just the, the price tag, you know, went went too high. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, a couple of years ago, it was the uh, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner thing. You know, remember it was rumored was going to San Diego, yep. you know, with the Dodgers. But I'm not sure there's been a guy that, you know, if I would have been Otani, that they would have been, and they didn't have a plan B, whatever it was, what they were going to do. Uh, I'm sure they would have signed J.D. Martinez the money he uh, wanted. But usually, you know, even a, a Corey Seager, not going to say they were really outbid by the Rangers because the Rangers were much more aggressive in, than the Dodgers in that. Right. So, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to think of trade-wise. I mean, they, they've been involved in some at the uh, trade deadline, mm-hmm. but they've been kind of uh, reticent to uh, trade away top prospects. That's why they still have such a great farm system. And uh, the guys they do trade, you know, really don't come back to haunt them. I mean, you look at that Mookie Betts trade. I mean, that's like a <laughs> the Babe Ruth trade again for the Red Sox. And we're just so one-sided. You know, none of those guys, you know, did anything. Yeah, that's definitely. For sure. Yeah, I mean, last year at the trade deadline, it was confirmed that the Dodgers had traded for Eduardo Rodriguez, and obviously he vetoed the trade. I was always curious who the Dodgers had given up or names that were floated around in that deal, but obviously if you don't know, then it'll remain a mystery. Yeah, no, I don't know, and uh, usually those uh, teams want to keep that quiet because they don't want to hurt the feelings right. of those uh, young young guys. But yeah, that's a rare case where usually if a team's trading out the no-trade clause, they already know that he's going to waive it. It's like when, you know, Texas got Max Scherzer last year where the Mets reached out to Scherzer, will you be willing to accept a trade? And he took his time before deciding he would. Uh, you know, Gary Sheffield back in the day, remember that trade with the uh, Mike Piazza? Yeah. Where he was traded and, uh, and the Dodgers didn't realize they had a no trade clause and they had an anti mm-hmm. extra $5 million for him to accept it. Wow. So in this case, uh, the Tigers had no reason to believe that he wasn't going to uh, accept a trade. And he's, you know, he wasn't budging. And the Dodgers said, you know what, we're not going to give you any extra for coming. And that's why it kind of surprising he went to Arizona. He still came out west. But the only difference is now he's got time to move his family to Arizona, where the Dodger thing was more of a family situation with his family still being in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then for those that don't know, I believe – Correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. You predicted the World Series winner three consecutive years in the in a row. Was it the Nationals through Astros those years? Those and- years, yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, I was definitely wrong last year. I, I was going a, uh, I was going to Atlanta again. I was going a uh, Atlanta return. So uh, yeah, well, this year I haven't deci- decided yet. I tell you what, though, I'm, I know everybody talks about the Dodgers and different teams. Atlanta is still a juggernaut. Hmm. Uh, I, I still think the National League pennant. 
you know, go, goes through Atlanta. I mean, they're such a powerful team. Uh, and, you know, you know, still got the, you know, the Astros and Rangers and the West and the American League. And uh, you can never discount the Phillies. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, the one thing I will say last year, when the playoffs started, I thought the Dodgers had no chance to get to the World Series. Just that pitching was in such disarray. Yeah, that's I fair. I've been Dave Roberts' best job to get 100 wins out of that team. That is fair. What I was going to ask on that note, is there a team for the 2024 season that you kind of think high, more highly on than maybe the general public currently is on? Like a sleeper team? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and nothing really comes to mind. I mean, sometimes America, you know, Seattle, they always wonder about Seattle because they mm. have that pitching. You know, is there a time where they'll turn it on? You know, Philadelphia is not really a, a sleeper. Uh, I think Arizona would be better than people think. I'm not saying they'll return to the World Series. But I, I think people are picking them to win 84, 85 games. It's a better team than a year ago. And not that they're going to challenge the Dodgers, but I think are a, uh, people are kind of sleeping on them. I, I fully expect them to be, you know, back in the playoffs. But, yeah, yeah. if you're in the AL Central or NL Central, you know, that's the divisions to be in because so many teams have a chance. You know, maybe if I, you know, if I really think of a sleeper, I guess I'd say maybe the Cincinnati Reds. If that young rotation takes that next step and matures like a hundred green, they got a chance. I mean, they got a very young, talented team. So many of all the teams out there, you know, that might be the sleeper. Yeah, certainly in that NL Central, it's kind of kind of wide open for them. Um, you uh, you mentioned Gary Sheffield. I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, this year's class of uh, Hall of Famers. Uh, we had Joe Maurer, Todd Helton. Um, and why is and Beltre? Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that one. Uh, Beltre, Todd Helton, um, and Joe Maurer. Um, were they on your ballot? And if so, why do you think that they should be in? And and who else did you have on your ballot? Yeah, I had seven guys. I definitely had Beltre. I mean, he had kind of a funny career. I was looking at the Dodgers and he was coming up and he was a you know superstar of the Dodgers. Then his career kind of tumbled in Seattle you know, rejuvenating in Boston and then uh, lights out in Texas. I bet he wears a Rangers cap. Oh, yeah. uh, Todd Helton, I voted for it for the first time. I didn't think he belonged before Fred McGriff. I said, you know, how's this guy hitting 360 home runs in Coors Field? Fred McGriff hits 493. And, I, you know, uh, I just thought McGriff should have been in by the writers a long time ago. So once he got in, I said, okay, I'll vote for Helton. I did not vote for Joe Maurer. Uh, not saying doesn't deserve it, but I, I didn't think it was the first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, the first ballot guys, you know, were what Johnny Bench and uh, Pudge Rodriguez. But he only caught 921 games. I mean, people are debating whether, uh, uh, you know, St. Louis, we got him, Molina should be in. He caught like 2,300 games and had more mm -hmm. home runs and everything else. But the bottom of Joe is that he had almost made games at first base in DH. He was only averaging about six home runs a year, 50 ribbies. It's like, wait a minute now, I'm just not sure that qualifies for a first ballot. So, voted for, uh, anyway, those two guys, Gary Sheffield, I thought he's the most feared hitter I covered outside of Barry Bonds. I mean, he was that good. Omar Biscale was probably the you know, controversial one. Obviously, he's got the, uh, the sexual allegation, lawsuit, the assault, uh, along with domestic violence. Uh, I was at his house for three hours. And he told a story, at least, he, you know, makes you think, you know, what was really true or not. Uh, did vote for him. Uh, voted for Andrew Jones for the first time. 
Jones was so bad in L.A., I think kind of caught in my judgment. Yeah. You know, they went 10 Cy Youngs, and we're going to put Scott Rowland in with all his Cy Youngs. I'm sorry, Gold Gloves. Mm-hmm. How about Andrew Jones? But, yeah, the Jones, just to wait, he hit a wall, particularly with the Dodgers. I'm like, oh, my, you know, oh. I'm not sure about that one. And, and, to be honest, and to be honest, we were excited. I, well, I don't know about Kevin, but I was excited when, when the Dodgers signed Andrew Jones because, because of what he did in Atlanta. And then it just it was just a disaster. Yeah, I think he showed up 25, 30 pounds overweight. And, I mean, it was so bad that, you know, released him about halfway, you know, through the first year, we ended our year in the contract. And then Billy Wagner. Uh, I didn't vote for Wagner the first couple of years, but I have ever since where he was striking out guys when guys were embarrassed to strike out. You know, he was dominant. I mean, he was a dominant like a uh, Trevor Hoffman or a uh, Mario Rivera, but still, still dominant. Mm-hmm. What what makes your, like, for like for example, you, you said you didn't, you know, vote for some of these guys initially, but then over the years you decided to vote for them. What kind of changes over the years? Do their numbers all of a sudden look better to you? Uh, a year later than they did a year before. I'm always curious about, you know, kind of what changes in the mind of a writer. Sometimes it's who gets in. And so like in uh, Scott Rowling got in, I wasn't sure his numbers were good enough. I, I didn't vote for him. And uh, when he got in, I said, well, look at Andrew Jones. And, you know, then, you, then you're asking yourself, am I punishing him too much for, you know, what he did at the end? If he had stopped playing, you know, is he a Hall of Famer? Almost like a Buster Posey. He's going to get in with about 1,500 hits. But, you know, he could have played more years. So we're going to punch Buster Posey for not, you know, hanging around and playing for another three or four years. So he'll get in. A lot of times just reevaluating the Helton thing. You know, it's like, okay, he didn't hit the home runs he should at Coors Field. So I might be in too harsh in holding against him. But a lot of times just, you know, I go by the eye test. You know, if you ask me, hey, who's on your Hall of Fame that ballot the next five years? I can tell you who's going to be on it pretty much. You know, it's like when people talk about Bobby Abreu because he had a high on base percentage, you know, I wrote a column saying that anybody, either, you know, writer, broadcaster, or fan, when they're watching Bobby Abreu, say I'm watching a future Hall of Famer. No, they didn't. No. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I, I feel about. Or Jimmy Rollins. I thought they're very good players. Yeah. But just fell short of Hall of Fame. It's kind of how I feel about Carlos Beltran. I don't know if. Your opinion no, I, did vote, I did vote for him. Uh, okay. That was my seven. I'm trying to think of what it was. The thing about him, and I can see what you're saying that, I mean, he was a great switch hitter. The thing to me that kind of put a top, he was an unbelievable clubhouse leader. Mm. Uh, everyone was round. I mean, they just revered. And I think, I do think it's unfair to punish him over the Astro scandal when he was just a player where the two ringleaders, the two managers are both back in action and, and managing. So, but you know, I don't say Beltran was a slam dunk when I was watching him while I'm watching the future Hall of Famer. Yeah. But I always thought close, close, particularly the postseason too. Where do you stand on the let's let's look at like the the Astros scandal, for example? Like, you know, when Jose Altuve eventually gets on the ballot or Carlos Correa eventually gets on the ballot, where do you view those guys versus like the steroid guys, like the Bonds and the Maguires of the world? Yeah, I'll vote for, uh, I mean, Corey obviously, you know, doesn't have the numbers. We'll see if he ever does. But I'll, I'll certainly vote for Altuve. I mean, just a player and part of it. The bottom line is there's been so much cheating scandals over the years. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that there are at least four or five teams doing the same exact thing the Astros were doing 
I'm not saying being trash can, but using the uh, cameras illegally. You know, the Yankees got caught, the Red Sox got caught. Uh, so just not going to hold against them. But with the PED guys, so I voted every year for Bonds and uh, Clemens because back then it was a wild, wild west. I mean, everybody was doing, I would say everybody, but 50% of the league were doing something because uh, they weren't testing for it. You know, it's like, hey, are you going to go 55 miles on the freeway? Well, you know, there's not going to be a cop for the next 30 miles. You know, you're not. And I think that's what's happening. But where I draw the line, land demarcation is, now if you got caught, you know, once they started testing in 2004 and you were, you know, suspended disciplined, hey, you're out. So I don't vote for Alex Rodriguez. You know, don't vote for a... Uh, Manny you know, Ramirez. Yeah, or, or anybody else that comes along. Because, you know, bottom line is Bonds and Clemens only helped their team, helped their teams win. Or obviously, A-Rod, you know, crushed the Yankees by missing the entire season and Remember when Manny got popped with the Dodgers, the Dodgers went downhill right after that. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. So, right. yeah, as long as – yeah, once there are rules in place, uh, then it's like, okay, if you violate it because you hurt your team. I don't yeah. care if you're, you know, suspended for five days. You still hurt your team for five days. And, you know, the, the PDs back then were pretty widely accepted where you actually wanted, you know, the GMs and managers actually liked their guys taking stuff. Because those guys actually did things right. They trained right, went to bed, weren't, you know, hanging out late at night, uh, eating eating right. Those guys are actually the most dedicated guys around. Interesting. Cool. Well, that's all I got, Jake. Bob, I just wanted to commend your work. You've been one of my favorite follows ever since I really got into baseball. You crushed it a few years ago when we had that whole MLB lockout, and I believe you brought some bagels along. <laughs> and <laughs> this and this year with the the whole Otani madness thing, glad you could keep everyone in check. So no, my pleasure. It'll be a. Uh, it's funny, like I was just telling a couple buddies. The last spring, I was probably in the Padres camp more than any other camp since I've been doing this job, you know, at the national level, because of all the star power. And I said, I'll be spending about three quarters of my spring in Glendale this year with, with the Dodgers. Cause yeah, you will. Power. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, cause you want to cover the white Sox, right? right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Bob. This is awesome. Uh, we love your, your perspective uh, and, and the work you've been doing and uh, yeah, good luck the rest of the off season. Sure. My pleasure. Great, great being with you guys and uh, have a great season. All right. See you, Bob. Thank you. I know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.